Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of today's podcast is Attaching Faith to Financial Expenditures. This is going to be a good one today. Can't wait to get into the content. And if you're new to Igniting Hope, welcome to our podcast. We are here to ignite your hope. (laughs) And, And hope is, I believe, after love is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is, whether it's for our own lives, our family, a ministry, a business, or a nation. Now, this topic today is going to be very practical. This this topic today, I believe, is going to get down to where the rubber meets the road. Attaching faith to financial expenditures. Now, let me back up and share some concepts that are in my book, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making. And I have a quote on the back that I want to use as a foundation for what we're going to share today. A bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. (laughs) A bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. And obviously, I'm not talking about sinning in faith, but there's there's power in faith. It says in Romans 14, 23, whatever is not of faith is sin. And sin is an archery term that means to miss the mark, to miss the mark. And so whatever is not of faith misses the mark. Many of us are doing the right things, but they're not working because we're not attaching faith to what we're doing or what we're not doing. So, There's a verse in 2 Corinthians 9-7 in the middle of a powerful giving chapter where the Apostle Paul is sharing some profound truths about the blessedness of generosity in finances. And he says this, But each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And the principle there is that God loves a cheerful decider. Certainly, it's, it's talking there about <clears throat> financial giving, but it's much broader than that. And cheerfulness is one of the main evidences that we've attached faith to the decisions that we're making or have made, the commitments that we have, the responsibilities, the callings, etc., It says each one must give as he has decided in his heart. It's powerful, not reluctantly under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, there's there's basically four ways we can do things, including financial expenditures. We're going to get into this. We can do them reluctantly or under compulsion. That means we're doing it out of duty and obligation. We have to, we're trapped. We're trapped. I don't want to do this, but I have to do this, and and, and I'm not attaching faith to it. I'm just doing it out of duty. The second thing we can do is we can do, the second way 
is we can do it in doubt. I'm not sure I should be doing this. I'm not sure I should be spending this money. The third way we can do something is through passivity, where we just, oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And, and we're really uh, not expecting anything. And we're not attaching faith. But the fourth way is to attach faith. Now, anytime we attach faith to what we're doing, to a day, to a meeting, to a commitment, to sowing financial seed, to a responsibility, anytime we attach faith, we get energy we get cheerfulness, and we get power. We get energy, we get cheerfulness, and we get power. Now, this area, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, to apply these principles into financial expenditures <laughs> to, is one of the most challenging areas. You know, I say, wow, you know, Steve, do you attach faith to... Uh, you're paying your taxes. And again, so, so I'm looking, uh, and many of you have heard me speak on this before, but I'm looking for areas in my life where I'm not cheerful because my lack of cheerfulness is almost always the indicator that I have an attached faith to what I'm doing. And I'm talking about consistently not being cheerful and uh, you know, there's seasons where, yeah, we weep with those who weep, we mourn, but I'm talking about we, we can't make those things a lifestyle. And so finances has been one of the areas where I've battled the most anxiety. I've battled the most double-mindedness. I've battled the most victim mindsets. Uh, I, I've battled uh, just a lot of things. Now, so, I mean, we all have things that happen. We have, I've had things that break down. We moved into our house a few years ago here. The week we moved in, we were on a well system. Our well broke down. So we needed to pay $5,000 for a, a new pump for our well. And just things have happened. Uh, unplanned financial expenditures. Now, obviously, there, there's a whole other side of what I could be teaching here. And we just did an emphasis on finances and linked up with Jim Baker, Wealth with God, great ministry. And, and the principles of Dave Ramsey have really impacted me of creating emergency funds. And that what wisdom that that is, emergency funds, uh, setting money aside, moving towards being able to purchase things with with cash rather than with credit, you know, cars, et cetera. And I believe in all of that. And also I believe that the more that we're blessed, the more that we apprehend and believe we're blessed and that it's God's heart for us to experience blessing and less things breaking down. I think about in the Old Testament, the story of David, he's seeking to take the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem, and Uzzah touches it, he dies, David gets upset, parks the Ark of the Covenant in Obed-Edom's yard. 
Second Samuel 6, and, and Obed-Edom started being blessed. And after three months, David heard that Obed-Edom was blessed. Now, this was not a, just a theological blessing. This was an experiential blessing. And I can imagine that Obed-Edom's yard looked just all, everything was growing wonderfully. Uh, their health was getting blessed. The kids were blessed. Everything they touched prospered. And David said, I got to get the ark. Now, we got something greater than the ark of the covenant in our lives. Jesus, Christ lives in us. And I believe this, that it's God's will for us to experience less things that don't work, less breakdowns, less sickness. And again, my book, Cracks in the Foundation, goes into that in depth. But even so... We have things that happen. We need to spend money that we weren't planning on spending. And so the point that that I really want to make today is I believe these financial expenditures are, are one of the ways that we develop soul prosperity. And it's one of the, the ways that we can understand why in Luke 16, 11, it says, if we are unfaithful and unrighteous mammon, who will trust to us true spiritual riches? And, and I've shared, I believe, that, that our attitudes and our habits concerning money is the kindergarten of true spiritual riches. And when Wendy and I remember when we were in a season of real lack and poverty and... Um, Anytime we would discuss finances, a dark cloud would descend on us and we would turn into other people and just feeling hopeless, victim mindset, frustrated with each other. And the Lord basically said your, your, your attitude towards your finances, your response to your finances is a bigger problem than anything going on in your finances. Okay. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so the journey of soul prosperity, while we were in lack and, and battling things and battling financial disappointments, was really uh, one of the key seasons of our life to break the poverty attitude, poverty mindset off of us. And so... Here's the thing, and I want to target just the need to spend money that we weren't planning on spending. Let's talk about that. Well, eventually, we're either going to have to, we're going we're gonna to need to attach faith to that. We're going to look at our options. We're going to look at everything that we could do and and. And then we're going to need to decide, hey, actually, we need to spend this money. And we're going to attach faith. We're not going to do it in duty. We're not going to do it in doubt. We're deciding. We're powerful. Each one must decide what he or she's going to give in their heart. And obviously, it Husbands and wives, family members, the ideal is to decide together. Yep, look at each other. Yep, we need to do this. 
We need to do this. We're going to attach faith to it. Now, if your if your spouse or whatever uh, is not in agreement, you're not in agreement, then you're going to need to decide what you're going to do and then attach faith to what you're going to do in that situation and what you're going to believe and what you're going to do. Now, again, when anything happens, any challenge, including unexpected financial expenditures, the first question is, what am I going to believe about this? What are going to be my beliefs? And secondly, what, what am I or what are we going to do about this? Now, as we consider options, I mean, obviously, uh, debt, we want to try to stay out of debt. Again, great financial teachers uh, teach to save, save money. And, but we're not always in that place either because of the season we're in, maybe, maybe poor financial decisions, uh, whatever, things that have happened uh, to us that have impacted our finances. So we need to make a decision. There, there's times I, I don't like that. I, credit cards are, are a trap for so many, but there's times, and this is just me, you you're powerful. You you can decide what you're going to do, decide what you're going to believe. I've had times in my life where I've had to put things on credit and I've attached faith to it. I've had the mindset, this is not who I am. This is not going to be my, my uh, life habit. I'm, I'm going to figure out how to pay things off soon. But there's teachings about, yeah, you need to cut up your credit cards, and many of us have, and many, and that's the, an attached faith to it. But you, you, I don't know what season you're in. So you're, you're going to figure that out uh, about how to pay for unexpected financial expenditures. But whatever you do, attach faith to it. Don't do it in doubt. Don't do it in guilt. Don't do it in uh, passivity, duty. These are, are important principles, and I know from experience that really, you know, the, the two of the greatest felt needs that create pressure on our beliefs are financial situations and relational situations. And as we take this concept of attaching faith to what we're believing about those things— and then attaching faith to the steps that we believe that we're to take. I believe both of those are secret doors into powerful belief systems, soul prosperity that's going to be incredible. So today we're focusing in on attaching faith to financial expenditures and, you know, kind of unexpected, but you, know, you might have unexpected tax bills. Well, again, all of us have experienced the unexpected in finances. And I believe that you right now are receiving grace and revelation to approach financial expenditures in your future at a higher level, at a higher level. And I bless your finances. I, I just speak supernatural debt cancellation where there's debt. 
I speak revelation of your uh, identity in Christ as the blessed one and that you are greater than Obed-Edom in the Old Testament, that you are a blessing magnet. I, I release wisdom over you in structuring your finances uh, in an incredible way. I release grace over you to be generous and have a revelation of generosity and attaching faith to generosity as well in the steps that you take. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Wow, thanks so much for listening to this podcast or watching it on our YouTube Igniting Hope channel. It's so fun to be able to just simulcast it there as well. Hey, if you're not signed up, I mean, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you can go to Igniting Hope YouTube. we got some great things on there. We're increasing our content with me, with my wife, Wendy, with our team members. There's some really powerful things on there for you and for you to recommend to other people who need greater hope, who need greater breakthrough in their thinking and their believing. All right, Abounding Hope and Joy Conference is coming up very soon, April 28th and 29th here in Reading. You can go to ignitinghopeacademy.com for information on that. Wendy and I are greatest, I was going to say our greatest hits, <laughs> our, our, our most fresh revelations, our, our most powerful truths will be sharing there. Our team members are going to be there as well. Connie and Aaron Jones will be speaking. And, and it's going to be a celebrative, joy-filled time. The theme is called The Party Is Here. And people are going to be able to cut loose, get free, but also really get some keys for transformation for their lives. My book, Fully Convinced the Art of Decision-Making, will really encapsulate what I was sharing today on our ignitinghopeacademy.com platform. We have a course, an eight-week course that <clears throat> takes the contents of the book, and I go deeper into the eight chapters of the book in podcasts uh, for eight weeks, ignitinghopeacademy.com. Again, we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present and that I and we have the power to help make it so. Hope for the future is what gives us energy for the present, gives us power for the present. Hope and vision are linked. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. Unless there's something we believe that we're reaching forward to and can apprehend and make better, then without a vision, the people, we die. We begin to move into survival mode. Paul said in Philippians 3.13, one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward, to those things that are ahead. We have those things. You have those things to reach forward to. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. 
Our strength and health is dependent upon the joy of the Lord, upon a merry heart. And we, I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. And I've never found a convenient season to be radically joyful. I may have moments that happen. I may have great breakthroughs. I may have just supernatural things happen. But to have a season where it's convenient, to where everything's lined up, <laughs> to be radically joyful, I've never had that. Never had a time where, yeah, I'm not... I'm not battling any personal weaknesses, not wishing there was something different in me or not having relational challenges or disappointments in relationships or financial challenges or, you know, um, no bad news in the media or bad news. I'm hearing what's happening in other people's lives. I've never had them all line up together. Yes, now. <laughs> Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> now, listen, uh, it's never going to be convenient to be radically joyful. It's never going to be convenient to radically renew your mind. I remember saying to the Lord, hey, Father, I'll get better beliefs when things start getting better in my life. Is that okay with you? He said, no, that's not okay with me because that's not how this thing works. That's not how this thing works. You're always going to there's never going to be a season where it's convenient to believe higher than what you're feeling and experiencing. And I release a grace over you right now that now is the season. Now is the time. It's happening. Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. You're, I see you partnering with him like never before, and he's going to finish your belief systems. We're going to close today with something that We've been doing for quite a while, and we feel it. We feel it. Oh, my. It's, I'm going to have you pray five seconds for Igniting Hope Ministries, for, for my wife, Wendy, and me, and this season of, of great uh, increased influence. This message is, I believe, going to go viral. Thank you for praying for that. By the way, if you like these podcasts, tell somebody else about it. You can pray for our conference coming up. You can pray over my new book that I just released, Igniting Joy in 40 Days, or just whatever you want to pray for, for Igniting Hope. But here's the thing. I'm modeling attaching faith to five seconds of prayer is more powerful than praying 30 minutes and not attaching faith. And we, the key to attaching faith in prayer is after we pray, we water it with thanksgiving. The Lord isn't calling us to repeat uh, continually the same prayer. And certainly there's times to press in and cry out and over things and keep, keep crying out. But eventually we need to move into thank you. It's already happened. What I prayed for is already happened in the spirit realm, and it's soon going to manifest in the natural realm. So, yep, five seconds. Take five seconds right now and pray for us. Thank you. Amen, amen. Now just thank him for a moment. Thank him for what just happened through your prayers. <laughs> and again, we feel it. We feel it so much. Thank you so much for being such an important part of us. Thank you for those who have just for a long time have been listening to these podcasts, 
uh, or have been a part of us in some other ways. And it's such a blessing. I'm going to be traveling and Wendy and I are going to be uh, this weekend. We're going to be in Fremont, California. I believe it's called Convergence Church there. Sometimes I forget church names, but we're going to be there on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be in Concord, California, and the Buffalo, New York area in May. I'm going to be in the Netherlands and Las Cruces, New Mexico in June. In August, I'm going to be in, in Taiwan. And Wendy's going to be in May. She's going to be near Toronto, Canada. So, yeah, just look us up if you can get to one of our locations Come up and say hi and say that you are a listener to the podcast. And if you're not signed up for our newsletter at ignitinghope.com, by the way, ignitinghope.com has so many resources for you, free resources. Also, we stay current in, with what we're doing in our, our ministry. And if you're not signed up for our newsletter, I send out on every Monday a blog that is almost always connected with this podcast, a written form of, of what you just heard. And also we, we do announcements on events that we're doing, new products that we have, new opportunities that we do. So if you want to connect with us, that's a great way to connect with us. All right. God bless you in your hope journey. As a fellow igniter of hope, thank you for releasing hope wherever you go. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, We have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.